It is the 200 level episode 310, and I'll think of a title for it. Sadly, it needs to be kid-friendly, family-appropriate. Uh, I, I don't know if it will be or not. Uh, it might have to be bleeped out or something. But as I sit here, the good news is my voice is back, but the bad news is it's back for the worst possible time. Brad Underwood and Bragg and Rights games, not so good. Last year, you beat them just because they sucked that badly. But he will now go to 2-4 and four in Bragg and Rights games against the likes of Conzo Martin and Dennis Gates. And I don't want to cast dispersions on those two guys as head coaches, but would I hire them to be Illinois' head coach? No, I wouldn't. I want to avoid hyperbole, but this podcast will probably be laced with it, if I'm being quite honest. Let's start with this team and work our way macro, okay? Um, I'm not going to focus too much on the X's and O's of that first half. Other than the fact that Illinois doesn't have a half-court offense to speak of and that they are not playing defense. I mean, it's really simple. They're, they're getting their asses kicked right now because they're getting outplayed and they're getting out-executed. So we don't really need to spend any more time than 10 seconds analyzing why they are down by essentially 30 points right now. This team, however, looks broken. And to me, that's the story. They have looked bad more halves than not this year. And that includes the UCLA and Texas games where my concern now is that the comebacks against those two teams are the aberrations. Flash in the pan, comebacks where all this talent just somehow coalesced for these brief moments that made us feel like, wow, wait a second. This thing is not only going to keep rolling from last year, but we're probably better. And you know if you've been listening to this podcast that I was as high as anybody on this team based on the collection of talent that they had. UCLA, Texas did not dissuade me from that. The Virginia game, actually, if you think about it, 36 pretty good minutes. And then a good Virginia team closed it out. That didn't bother me. Maryland, eh, kind of bothered me. Penn State, okay, let's hope it's the aberration, the early wake-up call. But this, this does not get corrected overnight. It does not get corrected in one game, one week, even a couple weeks. I don't know if it gets corrected. And as I sit here on December 22nd, my overriding concern is that it might not. And then what are you left with? The longer you play like this, the more the Texas and UCLA wins become a distant memory. And instead of quality wins, they become the aberrations. The Big Ten isn't great, but it's better than what we're seeing from this Illinois team right now. Before I get too far ahead of myself in what will probably be a rant fest, I want to hit up the sponsors real quick. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. For all the best price deals and prices, dpdoe.com. And they deliver even in this weather. So go online at dpdoe.com. Uh, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business renters, you name it. Brian is my guy and he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. Rector Construction online at R-E-C-T-O-R construction.com. These guys are the goods, great customer service, expert craftsmanship, and they are also great stewards in the Champaign-Urbana community. I appreciate that. That's rectorconstruction.com. And finally, Dogtown Heating and Air. You might have noticed it's kind of cold outside. These guys can make sure your furnace is in tip-top shape. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Give them a call today at 217-841-4728. All right. 
Now for the rant fest. I got all these things coming in here. And uh, if you got questions and I see like Mike, you've got one big picture question. I'll, I'll hit these up here in a bit. And this will spill over into the second half, but I really doubt it's going to continue to the end of the second half. But if we were to call this DEFCON 1, I don't think that's hyperbole because this is more than just, oh, they kind of suck for a half. This is now a trend line that's developing and it's on the court and it's off the court. On the court, this team has lost an identity. And it's funny, when we took the 12 to 10 lead, I think, there were a couple downhill takes, one from TJ and one from Mayer, I think. Meyer, excuse me. <laughs> and I thought, well, there we go. That's just all we ha- all we got to do. I-, I only need to see those two plays to actually text Trevor and Isaac and say, we're fine. That was after the really bad start. You're down 6 nothing. You get 6-5, and then you take the 12-10 lead, and that was it. Ever since then, I think they won a 27-5 run. If we did the math, it's probably even worse than that. But I thought, just go downhill. You got the athletes. You got the size. You will be able to score at will if you impose it. But this team doesn't impose it because they are soft as tissue paper. Now, let me get my athletic credentials out there. I played park district basketball in 5th and 6th grade. So by no means am I saying that I could do any better. But... As I mentioned before in this episode, on this podcast, and I will mention again on this episode, in the name, image, likeness era, I am far less worried about, well, how, how could you criticize an 18 to 22-year-old? Really, my criticisms start with the veterans on this team. Coleman is a mess. He is totally spazzing out on the court. He is afraid to shoot it, and when he does, because he's so far up his own head, his shot looks terrible. Terrence Shannon Jr. doesn't want to lead. Off-season things for, for the players, great. That We heard all about it. When Underwood makes a fart noise for it, we're starting to see he doesn't want to be that guy. He wasn't the guy at Texas Tech. He's not going to be the guy now. He'll find a role in the NBA, maybe. But this whole first-round pick, give me a break. The guy can't make a three-pointer. In the NBA, that's kind of important. Matthew Meyer... I don't know. Maybe I should take more credence to what he said last week. My first thought was, well, you're getting a bag of money to play here. So how can you go on to the post-game press conference and bitch and moan about I don't like this or I don't like that when you're getting probably $750,000 million? I'm just speculating. I have no information about this to play one year of basketball. But maybe the guy that actually has more postseason success than Brad Underwood is on to something. And this leads me to my bigger concern and something that I did not think I would have to talk about on this podcast is Brad Underwood. And for anyone that is a listener, you know that I'm a huge Brad Underwood fan. Or up to this point, I have been a huge Brad Underwood fan. And it took until that run in 2020. Because before that, you can go to the Missouri game in 2019. And me and Harry and Trevor did a podcast just roasting whatever the hell the program was two and a half years into it. And then it flipped. But now I'm starting to wonder if it isn't flipping again. And this is where if you think this is hyperbolic, I understand. These are his guys. This is the team in his image. And they are not listening to him. Whatever he is saying, whatever buttons he is pushing, is not resonating with them one bit. So what does that mean for the rest of this season? And what does that mean for him as a head coach? Still yet to get out of the first weekend of the tournament, though time and time again, I've been his biggest defender and said, that'll happen. 
just keep making tournaments. I'm not even going to talk about the NCAA tournament this year because there's a lot of season left to play. But right now, this ain't a tournament team as they are presently constructed. They got to figure some stuff out. And God dang, it's going to be hard for me to not cuss on this podcast. (laughs) I didn't want to say stuff. I wanted to say something else, but you probably understand. So maybe there was something to what Matthew Meyer said. As much as it annoyed me, and I'm sure that more things will be said in this post-game press conference after a shellacking to this mediocre at best Missouri team. And let's just get the whole thing out of the way about bragging rights. It's an important game to me. Why? Because I'm a 36-year-old fan that went through the Lou Henson and the Bill Self, the Lon Kruger who went one and four, the Bill Self, the Bruce Weber, John Grosson now. And you could say it's ridiculous to put some of a coach's legacy on one non-conference game, but I distinctly remember getting fed up losing with Lon Kruger as the head coach in the bragging rights game. And when we beat them, Bill Self's first year in overtime, with Frank going off. It felt so freaking good. That tells you the game means something. I was not fired up for tonight's game because I thought, hey, show me. I was back into show me something mode and they haven't shown me jack squat. What they, well, that's not true. They have shown me something. They're broken. That's what they've shown me. In the most important non-conference game, not Texas at Madison Square Garden, not freaking UCLA in Las Vegas, as amazing as those felt. And of course, For seeding purposes, I will take those wins more than this Missouri one. But as a 36-year-old fan, and these seasons pile up, this is the pre-Christmas tradition that still means something. It might mean less. For Brad Underwood, clearly it does, because his team suck time and time again in this game. How does Conzo Martin, four out of five times, outcoach your ass? Three out of five, excuse me. And now Dennis Gates is doing the same thing. Who? I don't know. Don't care to know. But Dennis Gates is absolutely smoking your ass. Now, let's be clear. Brad Underwood has done, in the last three seasons, a turnaround the likes of which this program has not seen. That buys you some clout. That buys you some time. This is not going to turn into, well, I'm questioning everything about Brad Underwood. But we would be fools if we were not questioning a little bit. Because until you make that second weekend, and until this team stops getting their asses kicked on a semi-regular basis and putting themselves in positions where they need to either put together a huge comeback or just lose by 15 at home to freaking Penn State. Yes, we should have a couple questions. It's not to say that this isn't the guy. I still think much more or many more things point to Brad Underwood being the guy than not. Recruiting success, on-the-court success, Big Ten success, right? But don't be foolish and not look at what's in front of you right now. Because I think what I was doing this season, blinders on, chilling out. Chilling out during this first half. It it frustrated me, but now I'm letting it out because what am I going to do? Huff and puff, break another remote control. I've broken so many remote controls and PS2 and PS3 controllers in my life, I've lost count. I'm not going to break crap anymore for a bunch of 18 to 22-year-olds and a bunch of three to $4 million a year coaches that I don't personally know. I'm not going to do that. But it is frustrating nonetheless in a game that means something to me and it means something to you if you're tuning into this freaking podcast 
on YouTube Live when you could be listening to Tom Hart and Jack Sunvold on the SEC Network. So thank you for that. What a freaking embarrassment, though. The score just flashed across the screen again. It ain't Kansas, who apparently you did well against in the preseason scrimmage. Beat them by some reports. No, it's Missouri. These Missouri fans are having the time of their freaking lives right now. And their program is still going to be the same mediocre program when they wake up tomorrow. But they would have been the mediocre program that kicked your ass by 25 points in the bragging rights game. I'm sick and freaking tired of this game being the joke that it is. And Brad Underwood, right now, if there was a blemish on his record, number one is, of course, tournament success or lack thereof. And I know it sounds absolutely insane, but number two is this paltry-ass performance year in, year out in this game. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. I want to hear from you. Thank you, Chat Feed, for lighting it up. And I'm going to go back to... <laughs> this is great, Joseph. I'm so mad, I think I'm calm. Joseph, I was too. I was trying to find the humor in it in the first half. Again, if you ever find yourself in a position of getting too angry, as I just did there, but that's cathartic. That's, that's me getting it out. Ultimately, I'm not going to lose sleep over this. Back in, the, back in my younger years, I totally would have. But the older you get, the more you realize you, you have no control over this. But as a fan and, you know, for donors and ticket buyers, and this matters, you know. And this is unacceptable. We are a proud fan base. We deserve better than this crap. Being down 24 at half to Missouri. Uh, Billy says, did we really think we could hope for two programs at once? You know, Billy, it's funny because I went yesterday to get a couple shirts that I can wear in Tampa. It looks to be unseasonably warm down there for the ReliQuest Bowl. I'm so excited for it. I don't know who's going to play, who's not. And uh, I'm just really excited to get down there, though. And I'm super high on Brett Bielema, as you all know, as I was, still am, I guess, with Brad Underwood. But that thought crossed my mind in the first half, Billy. Like, why can't it be both? This is the low point, I hope, for this team. And I think there's too much talent for them to just completely suck. But I think it's appropriate to start wondering if they're going to be bubble or something like that. I mean, they can't make threes. They can't. Jesus Christ, they can't shoot. Missouri's not even defending that well. They just can't shoot the freaking ball. That's a problem. Oh, and also giving up 51 points to Missouri in a half. That's the bigger problem. Why? Because they're out playing your ass. Good thing is I can say ass on this program. Terry says absolutely atrocious basketball. Terry it is. Uh, Chief Oski says, it's pretty bad that I'd rather watch Zach Wilson play than the Illini game. What is the score of that Jets game right now? Are they going to give Terrence this and one? Are we going to turn this into a fake rally? Or actually a rally because this team has rallied before. I don't know. But it doesn't excuse the first half. Jared says, if Coleman's the team leader, I give up on everything. Jared, I got... I don't want to turn into me. I don't want to be like other media people and say, after I criticized Coleman in the UCLA first half, in which he was abysmal, the pushback I was a little surprised by because I thought it was obvious that for a third-year guy that had more playing experience than anybody on this team, that can't happen in a big game like that. You overcame it, Fortunately, but had he lost that game, he would have been a primary reason why. 
Coleman is a mess. He is an athletic freak, and sometimes he's got the highest basketball IQ, but it's like he's too damn smart for his own good as Missouri just gets an easy backdoor. I need to talk about Sky Clark, too, freshman or not. Absolutely underwhelming. Underwhelming. And again, you can say, well, he's a freshman, Carp. Like, way off him. Five-star freshman. He's got his NIL money. I'm sorry. I'm a little less sympathetic. These guys are all but minor league basketball players at this point. That's essentially where they are. Coleman does a power dribble, of course, because it's stolen away from him. He's a mess. He's a total spaz on the court right now that is killing your team. His entire team's a freaking mess. Put the Benny Hill music to these highlights. That's what they deserve. They're a bunch of freaking jokers. Their asses will come and play, what, Bethune-Cookman in a week? Walking into the champs are here? They should cut that video out until they actually show that they aren't a bunch of freaking losers on the court. And I know that's strong. I shouldn't say losers because that gets actually a little bit personal. But they suck. Right now, they suck. If you're pissed off, you have every right to be. Because this is absolute dog crap basketball. Joseph says, were you watching Brad lose the team? Joseph, they're lost right now. I don't know if it's the process of losing them at the moment they're lost. I don't know if he gets them back. And now the story of the season isn't, where are they going to finish in the Big Ten? The first and most pressing question is, does he get the team back? I don't know if he does. These are all guys that signed up to play for him. And they don't seem to respond to him. You know, we, we can laugh and you know joke about Brad Underwood and the histrionics on the sidelines. And you know what? The win-loss record bore that out the last three years. I am totally willing to overlook that if you're having success and if that happens to work for the players on the team. But it is not working for these players on this team. Whatever he's doing in practice, on the sidelines, during games, it is not working. He better hurry up and figure this out. You got Bethune-Cookman, and then you're in Big Ten play. Northwestern right now would be up 15 in Evanston. Because this is a glorified home game for Illinois. It's probably 75% Illinois fans there right now, just like it will be up at Walsh Ryan, the newly renovated high school basketball arena up there. You lose to them unless you figure something out. And then you start wondering, who do you beat in the Big Ten? And I don't want to take that gigantic leap yet. But it's not watching the process of him losing the team. They are lost right now. Does he find them? I don't know. I don't know. This is from Dan. Infuriating first half, by the way. It's still a 23-point game. And, of course, there's a big delay. This stupid freaking game will go until 1030 at this rate. But this podcast probably will not. Dan says, infuriating first half, 0-5 from these players. Dan, if not zero, pretty, pretty close to it. What I do not understand about players at this level, what I don't understand is if you get to this level, right, how do you not have that innately inside of you? And this is apples and oranges, and again, you're talking to a park district, not three and D guy, I couldn't shoot threes. I played D and I got rebounds because I couldn't score. I sucked at sports. That's why I talk about it. So I'm not going to pretend here is what, a technical? Help me out, people. A technical, are we getting now... We're getting chippy. Oh, flagrant on RJ. Who? Yeah, whatever. We should have known when RJ just completely hit the top of the backboard on the first shot of the game. I said to Trevor and Isaac, 
That might be a harbinger of things to come. Sure enough. What the hell was I even talking about? Frustrating. Uh, yeah, here, here's my larger frustration with that. As you're down 25 points. What I don't understand is when you get to a certain level, when you get good enough at something, how you would ever take for granted the 30 opportunities or so you get every year. How you could step out on a court as a D1 college basketball player and just literally lay an egg in terms of effort. It's a 27-point lead for Missouri now. This is going to get worse before it gets better. This team has quit. It's pathetic. I've never... Mm, let me think. I was about to say I've never been more disappointed in a Illini team. Like I'm an angry parent or something. Like I'm wagging my finger at them. But ask yourself this. What is a worse non-conference loss that you've seen? Given the circumstances. I'm not talking about Tennessee State in 07-08. Bruce Weber was mediocre. That team sucked. Okay. You lost a game while everybody was out the Rose Bowl. <laughs> you know... That's bad. Miami of Ohio, I think the same year, that's bad. Penn State, but that was a conference game. As again, can't get a rebound. Kobe Brown is just punking your ass. Maybe we can get from 24 to 22. No, RJ just straight up loses it. Anywho, ask yourself, what is a more disappointing non-conference loss that you've ever seen? as now it's back to a 27-point lead. This is an embarrassment of epic proportions. This is going to go down in Missouri lore as one of their favorite bragging rights moments. I remember being down there when Quinn Snyder got the popcorn on his head. Well, now the popcorn is, metaphorically speaking, being poured on Brad Underwood's head. And he's got to figure out his program. Matthew Meyer making threes to make this a semblance of a game as you're within 24 I don't know. I'm starting to buy more credence what Matthew Meyer said last week. I am. I don't know the answer, but I'm not getting paid three and a half freaking million dollars to figure that answer out. So Brad Underwood can walk around with all the swagger in the freaking world, but until his team starts winning games and starts sucking ass on the court, more has than not, I don't want to hear another freaking word from him. I'm absolutely pissed that he has seemingly... Just lost. Lost this team before it's even January 1st. A lot more than I thought. All the huffing and puffing that he's done the last few weeks, now it's coming out for me. Probably not in the most mature way. But this is bull crap. It's unacceptable. Season ticket holders, you deserve to boo his ass if this continues. Um, Terry says, all the goodwill from the past three seasons seems like it's gone. At this moment, it does, Terry. As Dane Danger hits, uh, Kobe Brown gets a three and one. Dane Danger just looks like, I, I swear to God, as, as Trevor and Isaac said in the text, does he seriously have cement blocks on his feet? His vertical is like six inches. I don't even know. This seems a joke right now. And I don't know. 
in the name image likeness thing i just don't have the the same sort of sympathy that i used to have i don't you know terry you also say jekyll and hyde team but the problem is they've been if jekyll is bad and hyde is good and i forget which one it is they've been the bad more often than the good and actually considerably more for the fans that traipse their way down through the you know brave their way through this weather to go see this game god bless you i am sorry that you got to witness this this is an embarrassment and uh that's all there is to it Jaden Epps looking for terrence shannon looking for coleman hawkins who just loses it terrible he's so bad right now he's getting shippy out there nice terrence terrence showing a little bit of fight when you're down 30 Boy, oh boy, the switch is flipped, fellas. I And ladies, whoever's here, I just don't like this team right now. I don't like them. And as Brandon says, I think this is this is good, Brandon. I thought our main issue was chemistry that was supposed to improve as the season goes on, not get worse. Yeah. You would think, Brandon, you would think they figured that out. That's what excited me about these early season wins. I thought we're ahead of schedule, and actually, those were aberrations. They mean nothing right now. At, the, at this moment, those games don't mean anything. They'll mean something if you start playing like a tournament team again. And then, yes, you got those marquee wins that help you out in, in seeding. But Dan says, RJ, have any heart and desire to be good? My God, man. I, Dan, some don't. I, I don't know. He's a 19-year-old kid. And, and as I mentioned before, I don't get this getting to this level and just kind of projecting apathy when you're that good. To give you an example... Okay, I, I love music. If if I ever got to a point where I could make that my career, I'd, I'd do whatever it would take to hold on to that and, and get better and make it my thing, right? Um, I can I can speak even professionally, right? What I used to do in radio. I remember thinking, man, if I had my own radio station, I would put every bit of blood, sweat, and tears, forgive the cliche, into this thing. And then I saw the person that was leading it was not doing the same thing. And was usually just chilling out in their office. And I thought, what the hell is this? You get to a certain level. Don't you have enough pride in yourself to be the best you can be at that? And, you know, that's not to say every single day you're going to be great. But Jesus Christ, have a little bit of pride. If this is what you do, if this is your thing, especially in a competitive area like this, how can you allow this to happen? How can you be okay? And I, I, you could say, of course, these guys are probably not okay with it. Well, what the hell are they going to do about it? They might not be okay losing by 30 to this scrub-ass Missouri team. But you know what? I don't think they're going to do anything about it. They've given me no proof whatsoever from game to game that they actually have the ability to respond to true adversity. Playing out in Vegas two weeks in the season, not adversity. It's fun. What the hell? You're just playing ball. Texas, Madison Square Garden, you're just playing ball. But now that they faced a little bit of inner, inner turmoil, apparently, which Jesus Christ, it takes two a month and a half, Brad Underwood, for your team to face inner turmoil? A month and a half and they're already they're fed up with you? What the hell are you doing in there? I've turned, guys. I'm sorry. You know, one game and you could say that's ridiculous, Carp. Again, I appreciate what he did the last three years to make us relevant again, to achieve success again. But this is such a poor-ass performance that it does make you question a few things. How could it not? 
How could it not? <sighs> Bobo says, fans need to just stop going to games. Well, I, when you have success like they've had, and there's a stretch in, in, in January. I mean, what, and this is the make-or-break stretch. It's the Ohio State, Indiana, Michigan State games at home. That's the make-or-break stretch. You, you don't win some of those games, then this thing's over. There will, there will eventually, for every team, there is a point of no return. And this team is facing that right now. Um, you know, we continue to try out the same guys. Coleman Hawkins still playing. What message is being sent? I don't know. With Coleman, maybe it's not so much effort as Missouri hits another three. You're down 33 points. At this point, you know, it's funny. I remember watching the Mark Trestman Bears against the Packers. And uh, it could have been a 63 nothing halftime lead. I remember thinking, just let it be as bad as possible. Let, let's just make this as comically awful as we can possibly make it. I mean, they just suck. Coleman can't make a shot. God. Bubble mentions the women's team. Hey, credit to Shauna Green. A great start to the season for them. Um, I don't know, everybody. I mean, that was essentially a 30-minute rant. I don't know if I can rant that much more. I just don't have it, you know. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Jose, this is interesting. Bunch of freshmen and guys who transferred because they weren't number one options. Team lacks a true go-to guy. Yeah, um, I thought that Jose, the lack of having guys that had not been number ones at their previous stops might actually help you, right? Meaning, for Terrence Shannon Jr., as we saw early this year, he could be the star. Or Matthew Meyer, he could be the star. Oh, look, it's Sincere Harris getting a steal. Uh, I hope he's not hurt. Regardless. Brad Underwood didn't put him in until 7.30 left in the first half. Was he hurt? Well, then he shouldn't be playing. If he's not hurt, why did it take you 12 and a half minutes to put him in when you were already down 15 points? I don't know what Brad Underwood's doing right now, guys. I have no idea. Uh, this is the kind of game that if it turns you on Brad Underwood, and if you were a little bit on the fence anyways, it is entirely okay as a fan base. If we all go back to show me something, it is a what have you done for me lately thing. And there is a possibility, just throwing it out there, there is a possibility that Kofi, Iowa, and Trent are the reasons why you have the success you did more than Brad Underwood. And as time goes on, I'm starting to wonder if that's actually much more of the reason than Brad Underwood. Because this has been an absolutely remarkable two-week slide. And... It is worrisome beyond bragging rights. You know, um, it's broken. And I don't got the answers. But shoot, I'm not the one getting paid for it. Um, hey, for YouTube Live friends, thank you guys for tuning in. I, I don't know if I got anything more to, tonight. Let's just upload this. And I mean, this game's going to go until 10, 15. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to watch any more of it. I've never, never shut off a bragging rights game. Up to this point, the most frustrated I'd ever been was Brad Underwood's third year, which was Io, Kofi, those guys. 
just looked like dog crap. It was, I think, an 11 a.m. or a noon tip on a Saturday. Just looked terrible. Brad Underwood's teams, more often than not, underperform in the bragging rights game. Tonight, they've gotten their butt kicked. And uh, questions are going to be asked that we haven't had to ask since probably December of 2019. Or I'll tell you the last time that I was actually doubting Brad Underwood was January 2nd, 2020, when they lost to Michigan State. I'm doubting him now. I am doubting him now. Um, This is exponential decline. And when you see it to this degree... There is a systemic issue going on. And can he be the one to figure it out? Better figure it out quick. And Bethune-Cookman tune-up game, that ain't going to be the one to help you figure it out. All right. On that happy note, I hope you guys have a great Christmas. I will be back after Christmas, and before we go to Tampa, we'll do a podcast. I'm assuming by then we'll have some more news about transfer portal stuff, who is, who's not playing the bowl game, I don't know how the bowl game's going to go. I mean, at the moment, it's easy for me to say that I'm higher on Illinois football than basketball because at the moment, which of us is not, given the way this game's going. But I'm super pumped to go to Tampa and, and celebrate what was a really good season for Illinois football. And we consider the context of that program historically. It is massively impressive what Brett, Brett Bielema did. And you could say, well, he hasn't won a Big Ten title yet or anything. Illinois basketball is supposed to win some Big Ten titles, right? What Underwood did to get us back there was remarkable. But I also view, given the last 20 years of Illinois football, what Brett Bielema did this year in his second year was remarkable too. I want to celebrate that. And I will be there to celebrate Illinois football. Because Illinois basketball ain't going to do it for you. They somehow rallied to bring him back within 29 with 14-19 to go. And on that sarcastic note, I'm going to leave you all and wish you a very Merry Christmas. Safe travels wherever you're going. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and, and go enjoy the rest of your pre-Christmas festivities. We got a party at the house tomorrow and I can't wait. Thank God it didn't line up with this game because it could would have cast kind of a shadow on it. Um, listen, things are still good, right? This is just sports. But this is a sports podcast. And I hope that catharsis helped out a little bit. And if you're pissed, you just, you have every right to be pissed about Illinois basketball. But what I hope you're not pissed about is everything else going on um, in your lives as you enter this holiday season. So thank you guys for making this a really good year of the 200 level. We will be back before 2023. We're a little bowl game preview before Karen and I head down to Tampa. And maybe I'll take something down there to do a quick pod from the hotel the day after the Bowl, maybe I'm not sure. I also just kind of want to enjoy warm temperatures. Like I think it's looking to be 80 degrees down there, which, thank God. But uh, thank you guys again for joining. DP Doe, thank you guys. DPDoe.com, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Rector Construction, R-E-C-T-O-R-Construction.com, and Brian Hansen, your State Farm agent at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Alana Inquirer, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Thank you all. Um, stay safe, stay warm, and... I don't got any answers for this, and I don't know if anyone else does either, but we'll be here regardless to either vent or laugh at just how pissed off we were on December 22nd, 2022. I hope it's the latter. I really do, but at this moment, I just don't know for sure. 
Merry Christmas, everybody. It is the 200 level. 